In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. It's the Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast partnership ministry between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Folks, you've heard me on the air long enough to know that I'm always excited. And I feel incredibly privileged about what God allows me to do with and for WAVA Radio. But I'm especially excited about today's program because joining us today is a friend of mine. And he's a great friend of WAVA Radio. He's a well-known pastor and broadcaster to many of you. As a matter of fact, you can hear him daily at 5 a.m. on his program, Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Whoops, I gave it away. I gave his name away, man. There you go. Live (laughs) Big with Dr. Derek Greer right here on 105.1 FM WAVA. Bishop Greer joins us today to talk about his new book, When God Stops. By the way, I've read that book. It's a good one. So uh, y'all need to buy that. So you know what? Let's talk to him. And here to get us started to share more about Dr. Greer is my good buddy, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales. And you know where he pastors. He's the senior pastor at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Man, I was right on it today. You did. Every once in a I while. I got your name right and your church right. I know. It, it happens. But hey, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I, I am, you know, thank you for number one, giving the guest away. Usually I've, sure. I've got to introduce yeah. people, yeah. but you did a great job. Yeah, uh, I just but, wanted to steal your thunder a little no, that's bit. That's fine. Dr. Yeah. Greer, when I'm looking at his bio, he's the type of person that should probably be introduced twice. You know, Indeed. we talk about this, Indeed. right? Indeed. That yeah. there, there are times that when we look at how God uses people and how they're gifted in that way, in many ways, when we read their bio, we'll stop and go, now, what are we doing with our lives in some ways? <laughs> I'm uh, tired when I listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it can be tiring. But yeah. I, the good news is is uh, Dr. Greer has come into the studio today to talk to us about his new book. And so if you aren't aware from his radio show or for who he is uh, in some other way, let me tell you a little bit about him. He currently serves as the founding pastor of Great Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Uh, his radio and television programs can be heard and viewed in over 2 billion homes across the globe and in more than 60 million homes in the United States. He was ordained a bishop in 2008 by Dr. Miles Monroe. He currently mentors uh, hundreds of Christian leaders and business owners through Renaissance Leadership Network. Mm-hmm. He serves on several boards, including the board of directors for the ECFA. If you don't know what that is, that's the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, uh, and they provide accreditation to leading Christian nonprofit organizations. Uh, that are faithful in demonstrating the standards for financial accountability and transparency. Uh, he's also an associate trainer uh, for Equip, founded by many of you know him, John Maxwell. He studied business administration at Howard University, earned a Master of Education degree from Regent, and holds a Doctor in Practical Ministry from Wagner University. He received his first honorary doctor from Beulah Heights University, one of the oldest seminaries in the United States. And additionally, uh, because uh, he's just the type of guy that wants to get more doctoral work in, he's a doctoral candidate at Virginia Bible College. He has numerous awards uh, on the United States congressional record on several occasions. And he's the author of several books, including his latest release, When God Stops. That was released by 
Thomas Nelson Publishing in August of 2019. But I bet if you asked him his greatest contribution, his greatest thing in life he'd look to is the fact that he's married uh, to his wonderful wife and has two wonderful sons. So uh, after that, just thanks for coming in studio with Great us. Great to be with you. Uh, Dr. Greer, we're excited. And uh, before we jump into the book, yep. let's get folks familiar a little bit, if we can, with you. Yeah. Uh, if they're not in what you do here yeah. in the Washington metro area in Grace Church, just tell us a little bit about it. Uh, your church, what's going on there? Well, Grace Church, we started in high school uh, back in 1998. Mm-hmm. And uh, we outgrew every room in the in the building except the auditorium. But uh, the challenge was for about uh, seven years or so, we were just a couple hundred people in a thousand seat sanctuary. Yeah. So it was it was an incredible challenge. But uh, eventually we launched out and, and purchased our own facility. And then we moved to yet another facility. And we've grown to, to, to several thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now and it, we're a ministry, you know, first God, of course, but, uh, we do a lot of work in the community, you know, whether it's feeding the hungry, uh, helping orphans. We do that around the globe. Um, you know, supporting, uh, needy children, uh, off, also the, our leadership training is a big deal. We, we help develop, uh, emerging pastors and, you know, a lot of folks don't have mentors mm-hmm. and, um, it's our goal to, to kind of be there for that group. Cause early on, I didn't have a mentor. Right. Later on, I bumped into John Maxwell and of course, Dr. Miles and others, but I kind of started on my own and, uh, a lot of folks, need to to learn from others best practices in order to navigate some of the hurdles you know that that we face in ministry yeah and for anyone who uh, is aware of your ministry been touched by that they know that there's a lot of hurdles that you've navigated in in the help of jesus christ in all of our lives and then bringing in godly mentors is something really really practical that's right uh, in that way to do you have this theme uh think big live big that's right uh so that we kind of attach that already to uh the radio show that you do here in yes. wava uh, tell us a little bit about that. The, what's, what is the thought, the idea? The idea is we want to live lives bigger than ourselves. Mm. If, if, if your whole life is just wrapped up in you, you are a very small package. Yeah. And we want. Amen. I cannot stop you there. Yeah. There's sometimes a, a guest says something. I think we need to pause and sure. repeat that. So let's, let's rewind that and say that again for those people who may have been in the car listening right now. Didn't catch sure. all that because that's powerful what you just sure. said. Sure. If your life is just wrapped up all in yourself, just you by yourself, mm-hmm. you make a very small package. Yeah. So we want to live lives that bring glory to God, lives that we are impacting and influencing others. And Amen. Uh, Amen. Uh, that's ultimately what we want to develop, disciples and leaders and, and just people that impact their families, impact people on their jobs, uh, that we're not just, you know, uh, getting this, this, this great message and, and, you know, living off the benefits, we're sharing it with others. So mm. that, that's what lives big is about i love that there's a tendency uh in our world whether we say we profess jesus christ uh, and we're followers of him or whether we say we don't have anything to do with jesus christ to live just for ourselves yeah, yeah. uh what what can i gain what can i gather and what can i spend or use or spend out to to influence myself but mm-hmm. i love that reminder and i'm going to steal that this very clear that's all we do man you know, Come on. if you live just for yourself you make a really small package amen right. amen yeah, that's that's a, right. it's a great way you have another theme though as well yeah. uh real people real life real change yes i think we could read something like that and we could begin to maybe define it on our own but it's sure. always important to go to the person who said it what yes. do you mean by that it's about having an authentic relationship with god um, you know, where we're, we're experiencing real life results mm-hmm. and real people, you know, a lot of folks think that church people have to, 
be be a little bit more perfect and uh, you know have uh, uh, backgrounds that are sterling. But the reality is, uh, Jesus died for real people mm-hmm. that live real lives. We live in a workaday world with real complications, etc. And everything about Grace Church is to help people live full, practical. Uh, realize on this side of glory. Now, when we get to the other side of glory, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But basically, the dues we pay here uh, are, are the rewards. Actually, they they position us for the rewards we get on the other side. So we want to live yeah. strong lives. Yeah. There's a statement that we make at Christian Fellowship chip, chip term from time to time. At Christian Fellowship, we say, you know, we all messed it up, we blown it up, and screwed it up. And it doesn't mean we want to stay there, but we need to recognize that because we use this other statement. We have this tendency to walk into a church gathering mm-hmm. And what we call it, we call it Jesus smiling people, right? We, we throw on, we throw on the fake look, we throw all that sort of stuff. And so, uh, you ask how people are going, I just, it's going great, you know, and, you know, their life is basically a country song at that time. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, their family's falling apart, their, their jobs, you know, all these sort of things. And we have that sort of tendency to not live authentically, you know, on this side of eternity. And we walk into church. So I, I love that. That push because there should be real life in the midst of a church yeah. gathering, and yeah. there should be real change that only comes from Jesus Christ. And in fact, on your website, it says you have these pillars reach, empower, assimilate, and lead. Yeah. Th- those are the things that you say these are, when we talk about pillars, foundations, what we want to do. Mm-hmm. How does that tie into this whole vision? Well, we want to reach the lost both in the world and in the church community because mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks that really do not have genuine relationships with Lord, although yes. they're in church on Sunday and yes. sometimes even several times a week. Um, so we, we want folks, uh, we want to reach people again in the church world and, of course, out, out of the church, but also mm-hmm. empower people to live successful lives. There are people that are, are, are hurting, and we want to empower them to overcome some of those obstacles, et cetera. Uh, also, assimilation is, is huge because, you know, the Bible says he set the lonely in families. And our goal is to assimilate people from all different diverse backgrounds mm-hmm. into one body with one cause, one mission. And uh, as people unite behind one goal, it becomes absolutely amazing. We'll have a general sitting next to uh, someone that works in maintenance somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have some a CEO sitting next to uh, a former prostitute. And, uh, you know, we, we want to assimilate folks from diverse backgrounds into a, a common goal of, of bringing glory and honor to God. And lastly, uh, we are developing leaders, folks that are influencing and impacting their families, their jobs, their communities, et cetera. So uh, we're reaching, empowering, assimilating lead. The initials are real, mm. and that's back to the authenticity piece. We want yeah. folks to live genuine lives full of the power of God. Man, if I can just speak to that very quickly, I've been to both. I've been to the Renaissance Leadership Institute that Derek holds, which is, I, I just, I could sit there and listen to him all day, and I'm being serious. I'm not being funny because he's here. And then he holds an event, like annually, I think, isn't it? Yeah, the, the event yeah, that I come to, like in November yes, or something, yes, conferences. Yes. And I sit there, I'm like, man, I'm just writing stuff That's down good. because. Because it's real. That's mm-hmm. good. And I can put that to work That's when good. I come back, right? That's so good. thank you, brother. God well, bless you, man. That. Thank you, It's Dennis. good stuff. 
And in light of a lot of things that we talk here at One Heart DC and WAVA on the show called Good News for the City, we just spent some time talking recently to some people about this idea of unity and yes. about yes. how uh, under the banner of Jesus Christ, what draws us together is not our socioeconomic status, it's not our DNA, it's not our background, it's not whatever political regime we may mm-hmm. choose to vote for mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. vote for, but it's Jesus. And I love the emphasis just personally talking about this idea of assimilation that what draws us together is so much more powerful and so much more important than what the culture or the world will tell us should pull us apart. Yeah, Jesus is the only person that can help us get over ourselves. Amen. And, Amen. Uh, you keep saying all kinds of stuff I'm writing down <laughs> now. You didn't repeat that one, too. You live in just for yourself, you're a small package. Yeah. Jesus is the only person that helps us get over ourselves. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the truth, we man. Think about That's the cross. The think about what he endured, the obstacles. We get over our little petty differences, and matter of fact, all the disciples were very—they were a very diverse group. We had zealots, and we had tax collectors, all at the same time, and mm-hmm. it was part of the same group. So Jesus got it done. Yeah, you put those twelve together, and you—they—they and you, uh, they don't all look the same, right? And <laughs> we do have a tendency of churches. We want to say like attracts like, but Jesus is what should be the place of attraction. Sure. In yeah. That way. Yeah. So, so let's let's kind of make this sort of transition. Yeah. You've uh, recently published this book called When God Stops. Yeah. Uh, I, I love titles that grab my attention all the, all the time. You know, uh, between the three of us, we spent a lot of time in seminaries reading really good books that were like, that is probably the not most attractive title to make me want to read mm-hmm. it, but it's good stuff. But I, I specifically love it when I, when I get attracted by the homiletical, so to speak. Sure. The, the boom, here's a great title, but we're going to talk deeply about some, the truth of scripture and how it matters. What was the inspiration behind the title, the book, and, and those types of things? Well, well, let's first check the theological box, then we'll move on. Sure. You know, when the word became flesh, mm. the word stopped exclusively only being God, God added humanity to deity. So actually the incarnation was God stopping for us Yeah, where God became a baby. But the, the, the book is about, you know, there, there were thousands of people that Jesus ministers ministered to, and there are hundreds of thousands of people in the immediate area. But what was amazing is somehow he stopped for some, but didn't seem to stop for others. He engaged some, but didn't engage mm. others. And, uh, you know, God's immutable. He doesn't change. So, you know, these narratives are written because they're instructive. So if we pay attention to why these individuals uh, caused the, the natural physical Jesus to stop while Jesus, again, didn't stop for others, we can learn principles for Christ to stop for us today because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. Yeah. yeah, all right. So let's dig into that. Um, you talk about getting God's attention. Mm-hmm. What does that mean when you say that? Is that just, you know, the people that that Jesus stopped for God in the flesh when he was here sure. walking this earth or, sure. or how does that play out in the practical, yeah. you know, but I, I guess I would say it this way. We, we would all say, I believe in this room and many people are listening right now in WAVA that we believe the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. We believe that, that Jesus stopped for these people and we yes. can read it and say it's true, but we have this tendency to believe though, that that was true for them right. and not, not for true us. for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. So dig into that a little bit yeah. about what is, what does it mean to get God's attention? Well, first God knows everything. We, we know that. Um, however, just like, you know, God is omnipresent. But then we have moments in God's presence where we actually literally can sense it and, and, and feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, likewise, these folks uh, stepped into God's manifest attention, if you will. Um, Jesus tuned out everyone else and focused exclusively on them. And the book is about these individuals that accomplished that particular feat. 
and it was amazing. Like Zacchaeus, uh, uh, short guy, um, because of the crowd, he mm-hmm. couldn't see Jesus. And uh, matter of fact, we talk about eight such characters. And um, you know, he was a tax collector. So, by the way, in that time of history. If you were a tax collector, it was it was very dangerous to be on public because the zealots would, would stab you. Sometimes they'd poison you, little poison darts. And, you know, if they were in public, you know, they'd pass the, the, the knife one to another. And it's just dangerous to be in a crowd. But this man was so hungry to see Jesus, he went into a crowd, which is already a risk. This is a big step. But then uh, as he was in the crowd, he was too short to see Jesus. Mm. So, you know, a lot of folks, if we have one setback, well, I'm out of church. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to follow God because they have one setback back but Zacchaeus though he was short um, he could have walked away and said well you know what I, I just don't have the I have some natural limitations where I'm never going to see Jesus but what the Bible says is he ran ahead meaning he used his head mm. now, this guy is a tax collector so he thinks so he's a thinking person so a lot of folks when they get in the church they take their brains off you know they, they, right. they stop thinking yes. um, but this guy used his street sense he said, well, okay, the crowd's going in this direction. Let me get ahead of the crowd. If I get ahead of the crowd, then I'll get a chance to see Jesus. Everything he did was to see Jesus. And, and this is incredible. Ultimately, what people want is a real glimpse of Jesus. Amen. So he gets ahead, ahead of the crowd. And sometimes the Jesus people can yeah. get in the way of people seeing Jesus. Yeah. And, and this is what happened with well, that's Zacchaeus. for sure. But he didn't quit just because some Jesus people were in the way. So he gets ahead of the crowd. And then that's still not enough. He climbs a tree. And, you know, typically for a person in, in that era to run was a big deal. Only uh, children ran as slaves, yeah. not respectable people. Wow. So this man was willing to humble himself to run in public to get ahead of this crowd, meaning he really wanted. He was willing to take a chance, take a risk. And, and faith is spelled R-I-S-K, by the way. Yeah. And then he went and then he climbed a tree. And kids only climb trees, but he climbed a tree to position himself to see Jesus. But the NIV says... Um, when Jesus hit the spot or reached the spot, he looked up. What happened was Zacchaeus had to get in position in order for him to have this encounter with Jesus. And many times we want God to just sovereignly find us, and sometimes he does, and that's awesome. But there are, are many other times we have to position ourselves yes. uh, before we get that new glimpse and that new view, that mm-hmm. new revelation or illumination, better put, uh, of Jesus. But this man positioned himself. And when he positioned himself, Jesus said, this day uh, I will come to your house. So out of the whole crowd, he spent a night at Zacchaeus's crowd's um, house, all of because of, of what he did yeah. uh, to get Christ's attention. Yes. And that's just one of several examples of characters mm-hmm. you have in the Bible. I love, again, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Yeah. I'm uh, doing a series right now in Hebrews chapter 11, and I mentioned recently, have you ever had a verse that you've read in Scripture that you don't like? And when a pastor says that, people are like, oh, you're supposed to like all the verses. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. And then when I read When God Stops, it reminded me of chap- uh, chapter 11, verse 16, when he talks about all those people walk with faith, and he says, I'm not ashamed to be their God. Mm-hmm. This reality that they've got my attention and mm-hmm. I want to point down and go that's my boy mm-hmm. that's my girl those are my kids and I'm proud of them in that way and and as you were sharing your Zacchaeus story I could you know because Jesus was keenly aware uh, of his environment and things around it he knew exactly everything that you were saying that's right he knew the risk that person was taking he knew why that person was there he knew Skin what in done, the game. and he got God's attention in, in that moment absolutely um, use several examples like that of people who got God's attention use uh, Zacchaeus what, what's another one if someone was picking up the book the one with the issue of blood yeah um, 
this was an amazing woman. According to the culture at the time, uh, a woman on her menses was unclean. Yeah. So this woman had this uh, this flow, if you will, that had lasted uh, a, a long period of time. And what's interesting about this woman is, according to culture, she sinned all the way uh, until she got to Jesus. Matter of fact, she was sinning to the up to the point she touched Jesus, if you mm-hmm. will, and Christ healed her anyway. And that's the point. We can come to him just as we are. This was not a a, a a a highly noble woman. This woman put others at risk because she probably touched them on the way to Jesus mm-hmm. and made them unclean. Um, but the point is, and, and what I wanted folks to see, is a lot of times we come to God for, for certain things. Our focus is on how clean we are, how perfect we are, yes. instead of on how great he is. Yes. And this woman's yes. only hope was the greatness of Christ. And we get over ourselves. I'm not saying to live loose and and all the rest. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that this woman messed up all the way uh, to Christ Jesus, but God touched her anyway. So if he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, he can do the same for us. Yeah, and I want to go back to something that we mentioned earlier, especially for the people who are listening here, the tendency that we have to say, oh, that sounds true from Scripture, but maybe that doesn't apply to us. And consistently, we have people that listen to this show uh, personally, and and something said has touched them, or God lays a friend on their mind who's struggling with this, and they say, hey, and they hand them the podcast link, or they hand them that sort of stuff. For that person right now who who may be struggling, hearing God's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. Oh, it's a great story about Jesus, uh, Jesus and Zacchaeus, or Jesus and this woman with the issue of blood. But that's not my issue, right. and so I don't apply. Oh, why don't encourage them? I guess is what I'm asking you to do. Yeah, you know, in, in the Bible, the priest never inspected the sacrifice. Well, let me put this better: the priest, forgive me, always inspected the, the sacrifice, never inspected the worshiper. This is so important to understand. Jesus is the Lamb of God, and he was the one that God inspected, and he's the one that God looked at and said, well, you know, he's perfect, he's pure, and our righteousness is based on him Mm. and not ourselves. So if you come to God thinking, well, you know what, when I get it right, uh, or maybe I'll come to God when I get it right, um, you're never going to come to God because you'll never get it all right. We we have to recognize that we've all sinned, but why we were sinners, Christ loved us. And my hope is that as we read this book, that it's not only perfect people that got God's attention. It was people that were hungry. There were people that, that really wanted uh, to experience God. Those were the people that God responded to. So if you're hungry for God, not, again, the question is not how great you are, but if you're hungry for God, if you have a desire for God, God is willing to reach you exactly and right where you are, unless the Bible's not true. Because all of these Bible characters have issues and problems, but nonetheless, Christ stopped for them because they were hungry uh, to experience the goodness of God. That's such a great reminder. There's a, a mentor of mine, and we talked about mentors earlier on, who often use this phrase that one of the great tools that the enemy tries to use to convince those who are seeking after Jesus about something not true is make them think that they need to be clean before they hop in the shower. Right, right. Right, right. Th- this idea that I've got, that I've got to have all my blank together, and you can insert whatever you want into the blank, <laughs> right, uh, before That's I so can come to Jesus. For all of us, when yeah. missing the fact yeah. that he is actually the one that puts all our blank together. That's it. In, in that way. And so I'm assuming if someone picks up this book, When God Stops, your hope is they grasp that? Yes, in that they have a God stop moment, because they're, they're all areas of our life we need God to 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 use his power to to touch to help to heal and uh 
these folks got it done. And again, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If we apply the same principles, God would have to become ungod mm. not to respond to us today. Yeah. Well, Dr. Greer, thanks uh, for taking time to coming in today and, and talking about this. And I do really encourage you. Uh, if, if you do have an opportunity, uh, swing by Grace Church there in Dumfries, uh, go to the website, or if you want to know more about this book, you can pick up the book at Amazon and other sort of places. Uh, you can go to whengodstops.com. Is that correct? Whengodstops.com. Whengodstops.com. Yeah. Can I tell you, brother, yes. Derek, when I first, you know, you gave me the book, yeah. and we talk, we were at lunch, and you gave me the book, and, I, and I've since bought the audio book. I was telling you yeah. that because I've been driving a lot. And and when I first saw the title, I was like, "When God stops, what's, that about? Well, yeah. what's He stopping, man?" Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when I read it and heard it again, I was like, well, "Of course, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, man! Yeah, yeah. You got to position yourself." To- yeah. So anyway, it, folks, get the book. Yeah. Just get the book. Listen to it. Read it. Whatever. Um, my brother Derek and Bishop Greer. He's a he's a wonderful, godly man, and he's a smart dude, and he's a great writer. So uh, I just want to encourage you to do that again. When Godstops.com, when Godstops.com, or if you want to hear this again on our podcast, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com. Hey, you can go to wava.com, put in the keyword good news and look under our podcast page. If you want extra information, you can call me, Dennis Williams, here at WAVA 703-807-2266. Dr. Greer, God bless you, man. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you all for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. The gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.